Hi there, and welcome to the Two Dudes Talk Tattoos podcast. A podcast about tattooing so great, it'll tear the pants right off your hind end. I'm one of your hosts for this show. My name is Ryan Othis. You can find me online at bettertattooing.com, the YouTube channel of Better Tattooing, and on Instagram at R-I-A-N underscore O-T-H-U-S. My co-host for the show is Brian Matthew. You can find him online at the Scarlet Vale Tattoo Parlor, a tailored fit tattoo gallery, or Brian Matthew Illustrations, or Brian Matthew Tattoos on Instagram. Just a heads up for everyone who's listening, we're going to be going to a bi-weekly schedule for the next couple months, just while the holiday season passes by. I know on my side, I have about 14 different nieces and nephews who have birthdays, including uh, other people in my family. So we're just going to need a little bit more time to make sure that we're going to give you guys stuff to listen to. So anyways, let us know what you think. If that works, I guess you can probably pressure us into recording more often. But if everything is good, thanks. And we'll see you at a more regular time in the new year. If you like what we do, please give us a follow, subscribe, like, any of those things, even a rating or review on the podcast platform of your choice that you choose to listen to us on. And also be sure to tell your friends. We really, really, really enjoy all the support we've had so far. And we'd like to keep it going. So thank you so much. We hope you enjoy the show. It's a talk show about tattooing. So great, it'll tear the pants right off your ass. <laughs> talk show about tattooing where we absolutely, very rarely discuss tattooing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, what was I gonna do? I'm gonna. I got a couple Isn't people. That guy Jake's comment. Yeah, on dude. Facebook? Yeah, I, I liked. Like, like I everything you guys do blah 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 <laughs> no it wasn't like, you guys cool, man I... it was you you have a fucking another stalker bro <laughs> uh jake's a tattoo artist he's been uh all over the place got oh, tattooed cool. by ed hardy last year what isn't yeah. ed dead yeah something like that must have got tattooed like right before he died or something but no shit I don't know if Ed Hardy is actually dead. Hang on, let's Maybe? fucking let's let's hit Google right now. Ed Hardy. Let's see. Don Ed. Oh no, dude. Evidently he is not. He's 77. And uh he's, he's Yeah, I thought still, he was still just living out there in uh it's in San Francisco or some shit, right? Right. Yeah. San Fran. San I think his Fran. son works at the tattoo shop with him or something i can't remember yeah i remember it's all hard to keep track of that dude has like a fucking museum in san francisco doesn't he like like some big tattoo something or other that motherfucker was prolific in saving every one of the fucking paintings he's ever done jesus christ that's crazy it's an old boy way of doing shit now it's all in the cloud (laughs) I'm going to share my cloud with the world. <laughs> I've been thinking, I have so many drawings and stupid shit saved. I was like, I could just do one of those random sketchbook things that people yeah. seem to be doing, but I'm too lazy to do that. So what if I just tell people to give me money and I'll send them an email? 
I'll give you a PDF. Get fucked. Yeah. Dude, I've got right. a fucking, uh, a, like, it was a 50-gallon tub, like, just underneath here that's got, like, just, it's stuffed. Like, and I have, I have a weight on top of it, actually, holding it all in the bin. And that's just shit from, like, the past five years. It's nothing. Right. And that's just the paper shit. You know, that's not, like, any of the actual, like, sketches or any of the other stuff. We've got boxes at the shop because when I started working with Alex up in Kent... She was just recycling everything after it was done. I was like, "Not get fucked. Like you got to save this shit." So I, I like put like a huge box underneath the printer area, and every time that you get done with the design, save it. You know what I mean? That thing is so full. <laughs> I have quite a few folders of drawings from throughout the year, and I used like I used to actually care, and like I would label them be like drawings two thousand. 10 yeah. 2013 etc and then like right around 2014 or 15 i just stopped giving a shit so nothing's labeled nothing's <laughs> organized it's in a fucking pile yeah yeah right so there's like there's a neat section and then the rest is just a tornado yeah dude i worked for one guy he'd been tattooing i think when i worked with him for like 30 something years or some shit i mean 35 or 38 years and uh he had I mean, everything that we did, you can never throw it away, right? It all went into this file. Like, well, he had a row of filing cabinets with like dragons, stars, heart, like like everything, right? So if you ever wanted to find reference quick, rather than even going on Google, you know, it's something that was good enough to be tattooed. You just go and fucking flip through the folders and grab something as a reference quick. It's kind of cool. As soon as you got done with your thing, you'd fucking tuck her in there as well. I like that. I like that. I'd never be able to do that because I, I constantly hate seeing my old work. <laughs> like I see it and then I'm like, God, that's so fucking shit. You know, like, <laughs> I, I judge the shit out of it just yeah. like five minutes after I draw it. And then I realize that I fucking hate it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be a creative genius such as yourself, I've been noticing. So I've, I'm still just drawing like this whole morning. So. I got home at like two two thirty a.m. It was a it was a fucking long day yesterday. The last client I had um, was I thought it was just like a simple little light cover up or something on someone's back. And it came in. It was a triple cover up, two different tattoos, two uh, two different parts of the body, plus a rework. At the end of the day, I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> so. We, we, we started talking and she was like, I want to do something like this. But she was talking to another artist at the time who I guess didn't know wasn't as comfortable with um, cover ups as, as I was. Right. So it's like, what do you fucking want to get? And so she had four Chinese characters like down the center of her spine. It was bad, though, because it was like just off the spine because she got it like 20 <laughs> years before. And, you know, she's grown up. She's older, et cetera, et cetera. Super scarred, dude. Like when uh, when you would like move the skin you could like tell it was fixed like it was so deep the scarring that was there if you'd like touch it and move it the top layer of like like you could see the epidermis like fucking shift but everything underneath was totally fixed even if you oh it was fucking super gnarly um so the other artists have been like well, well just put some leaves over top of it like some fine line floral shit and i was like ah eh, like we could do that like what do you want to do and she's like i want a Japanese mum or two. I'm like, that's fucking rad, dude. Like that, that's what What's we should a mom? do. Like chrysanthemum? Yeah. You know, Japanese like spider mums, you know? Right. They got the long, wispy, you know, like, right. yeah, yeah. I was like, that's fucking sick. 
I set two of them up. I like freehanded the monitor and I just like made sure that they were covering blah, blah, blah. Took a picture of it, went back to the back, drew up a stencil, got the outline in, dropped some, uh, some diluted opaque white <clears throat> on top of the scar tissue. And I did it in a way that, you know, like I'm trying to like break down that shit. So it'll remodel and hopefully have a little bit less adhesions took really fucking well <clears throat> got that done in about an hour then i had to rework her ankle oh my god <laughs> so she's she's 900 dollars into this fucking ankle piece which is already a double cover-up so she had like an orange feather and then some other chinese script like really really thin script you know like like down along you know like that Why that part of the, the fucking ankle you know chinese behind the fucking wall she was Asian. <laughs> she was Asian. <coughs> so that's just saying the show. Uh, and I, I don't know. You know, when people come in, they have like a, a language that I have no idea what it is on them. And they're like, I need to get this covered up. I'm like, why? <clears throat> and they won't expand, expand on it at all. <clears throat> I always go to like the worst case scenario. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was, it dude, and it was gnarly. The cover up that was done was like um, no outline, no liner, like soft mag, like flowers, fruit blossoms, but fucking big. I mean, like take a dollar bill, split it in half, like that size, three of them coming up. And then there was a branch that was coming down off of, but no one even lined it. It was just like literally like hatched in. Just fucking right. ch chop shaded into a fucking end, and then they fucking swirled it around the bottom of that ankle bone, and it looked like fucking shit. <laughs> and she's like, "I don't like color." Like, okay, well, I don't know if I can help you very much with that. You know, like we're gonna have to probably do like a lot of color on top of this to try and change it. And she's like, "Well, I don't want black." All right, we can do that. <laughs> We can do that. She's like, I like dark green and brown are my favorite colors. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> All right. We can do that. And so I like, just mixed. I was going to say, I would have just mixed all my colors together to where they were almost black, but just not black. Yeah, just like, tinted. Here you go. Here's some yeah. really dark paint gray. It's not black. <laughs> it's not black. So like along all these fruit blossoms and they were all flat like 2d you know like you could see the center circle perfectly and all of the you know petals coming off of it where i mean it was totally flat like if you took it in a book and you pressed it flat and they were like staggered they didn't move the body at all the spacing was off and then the, the randomly this person put fucking like two white buds like at the back side of that ankle bone by the achilles tendon that i mean of course totally fell out right the leaves were black shaded tip tip in solid black gradation but chop shaded to fuck right so like it faded and disappeared by the time it actually like met the edges of some of the petals and they were super duper small and she's like i want big leaves I'm like, okay <laughs> i'm actually uh i was gonna say i've actually been experimenting with instead of making my leaves green making them brown i just drew a shit ton of flash yesterday with brown leaves instead of green that's fucking i've been i'll have to send you some of the the stuff i did today i've been working on the same thing right i had um some blackberries but desiccated dead blackberries 
with some dead leaves, right? Heading to fall. A lot of fun with the textures, which is, I mean, it's fucking stupid, right? What do you do? You just stipple edge off that, right? Bop, 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 bop. Just throw a fucking gray tone over top of it. It's done. It's not hard, but I love the brown leaves. I like the dead leaves, dead petals. I like, maybe it's just after the summer because it was so fucked up. Like, I want everything dead. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure I don't get conscripted. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so like we ended up doing it. I took I uh, Alfredo at... Uh, does he listen to our show? Probably not. Alfredo at Northwest Pigments. Super nice know. dude. I would assume he does. All right, Alfredo. Well, you fucking rock, dude. You got a dark green. He has this dark olive. I forget what the fucking actual name of the color is. It's fucking sweet. It's just, it's olive black mix. Like, it's nothing special, right? Right. <clears throat> I took an olive tone and I put it on her skin. It looked like it was nearly black. She's like, that's perfect. <laughs> so I fucking laid Alfredo it has a... Alfredo actually has quite a few colors that are like really neat muted colors. Yeah, dude. His smoke color, that that purplish gray, like like darker to like that that is one of my favorite fu- fucking colors that he makes. I love it. It looks when you put it in, it's dark, it's aggressive, but it heals out like super fucking light. Love it, dude. His uh dusty pink, right? Dusty rose color, which <clears throat> is like that muted. Right. Fucking love that. What he has a light blue one too. It's like a blue gray, like a cerulean cornflower blue type thing. That thing's fucking awesome, dude. I like. Yeah, I, like Alfredo. Just, um, I don't know. Like a few weeks ago, and I was like, "Hey, what are the prices on all these eggs?" <laughs> and then we were just bullshitting back and forth, but it was specifically just like the strange in-between colors that he was and yeah. alfredo hand mixes all of his shit yeah. himself yeah you i know? like so, alfredo yeah he's a good dude he puts a lot of work in on that shit yeah the blood color that he has i that's i mean right out of the bottle straight to tint like is the hands down one of the best fucking colors i use i love it it's so yeah. so good it's just a deep red it's like a it's deeper than a brandy right. It's muted. It's it's fucking great. Every time I show it to someone, I'm like, look. And they're like, ooh, that looks like blood. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I could take a candy apple red and dump a bunch of black into this and make the same fucking thing. But this is what you want. They're like, oh, yeah, that looks like gore. I'm like, yeah, it looks like gore. Because evidently I'm doing horror stuff now. That's the fall. I'm going into horror. Did I say horror? Been oh, horror. I always get kind of like let down or burnt a little bit during October because like I want to do nothing but Halloween tattoos yeah. and then never get asked for them. Yeah. Do we were just like, uh, all you do all year round is Halloween. So <laughs> like they just ignore it. I guess the one time of year it fucking matters. Yeah. I want a jolly green giant with a daffodil in his hand. <laughs> No. And it's essentially what it feels like. Yeah, I always get stuck doing just like cute, w- weird shit yeah. during October instead of like dark, spooky shit. That that cabin that you had just posted up with the stipple shading, dude. That stippling was beautiful. Which I don't know if I sent you a text about that or not. It was that was really nice, dude. I really enjoyed that. That was like a Baba Yaga cabin. That's what I thought right in my head. You know. Oh, I don't know. He said he wanted a treehouse. I was like, all right, I'll do what I can, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking curves on that were fun. And I think it's like, 
it really goes to remember how I, I I've been saying I don't probably for fucking years now. I told you like your artwork fills me with joy. <laughs> yeah, it always makes me think of that uh that show with that one chick. That's like if it doesn't give you joy, throw it away. <laughs> Marie Kondo, yeah, you Marie Kondo the fuck out of tattoos, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Accessible living with Brian Matthew. <laughs> edition throw it all away oh it was cool because it's like a good it's a really cool branch between that um like really illustrative tattoo style that you like naturally just like peel off your asshole and i have no idea how you fucking do it and then like that uh sun saturday evening post you know rockwellian type of like blend of stuff it's really fucking cool dude and the, the stipple shading on that was badass it was really good dude and i I, not to not to be a you know a complete piece of shit i looked at it i was like what the fuck you know i like i looked at it dude i like i pinch zoomed i pinch zoomed like a dick and i was like man that's really good like you did a really good job on that that was that looked like you had fun there was spirit and soul inside of it you know honestly i was just uh we had the girl gang or no, the mountain bike festival fucking thing wow. to get to, and there was some other shit, etc. I like my thought going into the tattoo was like, "Fuck, how do I do this faster?" <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking cool. Give me one second. What's up? So I was like, "Yeah, I love you." Yeah. My thought process on it is like, okay, smooth is fast and fast is good. Let's just fucking hit this shit one strike at a time. Dude, it was so... What I loved is... So normally when you see people do stipple shading, what you see is they're doing repetitive hand motions. So they end up with an even space stipple all the way along from the, the base start line all the way out, you know, in like a less than degree. And yours was randomized. And it made me... I don't want to say I fell in love with the technique, but I kind of want to, like, it made me feel so good because you actually, like, you took the time to change your hand positioning and your your rate of speed that you were going, and it looked so good. So, like, five years down the road, we know when this stuff is just going to fucking blow out and bleed out and all that shit. It is going to look so textured and so fucking good. I was like, that's how you, you do it, the, boys. The, the difference there is um, if you take... Um, some gesture classes and things like that. And they start talking about uh, cross hatching and line work, etc. They say to make sure that those things always follow the shape that you're working on. So yeah. like, when you go in and identify certain shapes in there, you'll see that like everything's just following the shape instead of following the whole image. So yeah. I break it into little bits and pieces and just go with the shape that I'm working on. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, dude. It, it worked really well. And it was cool because, like, <clears throat> one of the things I guess I'm so I didn't know. A second. Shot incoming. Um, Ryan's going to get drunk again on this fucking recording. It's great. I love it. Cheers. <laughs> did you see the title of our last episode? I did not. Because I was fucking drunk at the end of that. <laughs> yeah that's for yeah. sure <laughs> i love you thank you baby um 
I said, we talk a bunch of stuff and Ryan gets really drunk at the end. I listened to like the last five minutes because I couldn't even edit all of it. I was just like, this is just turned into a train wreck. I'm just going to let it fly. I listened to the last five minutes. I was like, that's a fucking Brian. I was just fucking not. And you like, your response was, I have no idea what's going on right now. And that's how the show ended. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <clears throat> anyways. So, uh, some of the things that I've, so dude, I had somebody come in and evidently, evidently I am in some type of websy article bullshit of the top 10 watercolor artists globally. <laughs> I, I, dude, I know I, dude, I fucking know. I have no idea where this came from, but I had this young lady come in. She's like, I found you on this, whatever website it was. And she's like, you, you're one of the best and you're in my region. And I'm like, what? <laughs> really where you just like prove it (laughs) yeah dude she showed me the fucking article and i had like three or four of my watercolor pieces and i'm like no fucking way like that's stupid i've been doing watercolor forever and i have like i i would like to claim in my own egocentric way that i came up with a few techniques that people stole because i just fucking pushed it out there years ago but how to do it right you never dilute your color Never. Right. You don't. You do a solid color tattoo and you just tint up or tint down whatever you're doing. Right. That's it's simple. That's how you make a good watercolor. I did that years ago, 12 years ago, something like that. When I started doing it and this person's like, yeah, you're one of the best. I was like, what? No, <laughs> no fucking way. Anyways, <coughs> I don't even remember where I was going with that stuff. I thought it was funny. I'm just going to shift off the initial thing because I forget what we were talking about, but shots came in that fucked up my brain what do you think about that dude there's no fucking way i'm one of like the top 10 people in the world with water cup there's no fucking I mean, way it might dude. depend on criteria <laughs> you know i mean like there's some shit that people label as watercolor that's absolutely not watercolor oh totally, you know like totally totally so in a lot of those instances it's like yeah sure let's write those people out mm-hmm. okay so like we'd have to like obviously look at whatever pictures that they're using and then go by whatever criteria that it is that whoever judged it is judging off of. Yeah. And you know, somebody seems to think so. So why the fuck not? Right. I I had a half back uh, that I did. That was a fucking, a whale, a half back whale with daffodils. And dude, it was, it was a fucking dude. It was a big fucking. And that's the only reason why I think I made that list is I had like the biggest watercolor piece, like, like hands down, you know, nice. cause you know, there's, there's good tattoos and there's big tattoos, you know, and everyone's like, Oh, that's so big. It's gotta be good. And it's like, no, it doesn't mean that it's good. That was a, <clears throat> when the first Deadpool movie was coming out, I did a Deadpool color portrait and that ended up on the internet on one of those similar lists that's like best realism artists in the world so it was like nico hurtado uh all these dudes you know like just picture whoever it is that you can picture with that and then somehow my name was on the list in that picture of deadpool (laughs) and i was like oh you guys just fucked up (laughs) it is kind of neat though right because like i don't know in in my mind and i i won't speak for you but this is kind of like a, a question right like i know that i can be i can be good at some things sometimes it's never 100 percent, right like nico i think he's like a 90 percent dude on realism 90 percent of the time that dude 
fucking nails it, right? Like he's he's really good at that subject matter, you know? His paintings, dude, he's a really good painter. <laughs> like he's good at what he does, you know? <clears throat> but to be like tossed up on that, sorry, <laughs> to be tossed up on that fucking list, I know there's like a, a What's that? Like you're you're a fucking you got you don't have faith in yourself, you know what I mean? There's like imposter syndrome. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, I have faith in myself. I just fucking hate tattooing realism. (laughs) 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 Like that's you can ask for. I'll do the damn tattoo, but I won't like doing it. Is it like Gogway going back and trying to do that fucking Art Nouveau shit? You know. Uh, he's like, I don't, I don't do know. faces like, it's anymore. It's so weird. Like, like it's the same thing with my paintings. Like, I know how to paint realism, but I don't enjoy doing it. Yeah, which just baffles the fuck out of everybody when I explain it to them. <laughs> but I, I just don't like it. It takes so much fucking time and yeah. effort and energy. Yeah, and like, it's cool to be able to do it every once in a while and be like, yes, I did it. You can see that I did it. Stop yeah. asking me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I want to go back to drawing skulls and spiders and dragons. You yeah, know, like, dude. that shit's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's super funny. I remember, uh, what was it, the, the names of the artwork that you gave out, to, like, for sale? <laughs> just like, well, it was like the fucking, the planter, the elephant planter, which is a really great painting, dude. Like, it was a really good painting. But I forget like what your name was on that. It was just like, oh, it's Brian. Oh. <laughs> it was uh, the weight of the world. <laughs> just, just give some bizarre <laughs> ulterior depth to this painting uh, that's absolutely meaningless. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where'd you find that fucking planter? You're like, it's in my shitter. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So I was just at the gallery. They did a uh, pop art. Um, uh gallery exhibit with a bunch of uh poppy whatever kids you know they do they make new age pop art um and some of it was pretty cool but uh i ran into this lady she's standing there she's like hey that painting you're the guy that did the painting and i was like oh i did one (laughs) (laughs) and she was like uh the elephant one you know the the really great realism one i was like yeah, that's mine. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I saw that elephant, like the, the real elephant. I was walking through Walmart or something and saw it sitting on a shelf. I was like, yeah, that's why I did the painting because it's funny and fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, anybody can buy that actual elephant just anywhere for like five bucks. Yeah. Way to the or world. you can pay me, you know, $1,800 oh, for a painting of that's that. That's so fucking funny because it speaks on consumerism, right? Like it's just like I need don't know. <laughs> I need you to come up with the fucking names and I'll sell it. I will. I'll go right next to Mr. Jim and I'll be like, listen, Jim, I got this. And I'll just be like, listen, this guy's a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> he only flosses Easily. his teeth every two months. His toenails are real long. He was struck by lightning twice. This is how he sees the world. He finds things from Walmart. <laughs> People are like, oh my God, strokey beard, you know, brushing the hair. Ugh. How many berets did you yeah. see that night? I think only one, surprisingly. Oh, nice. Only one student. Fuck. 
So that was like uh the one that I did with the uh the skull inside yeah. of the cardboard coffin. Yeah. Like that's my like the number one everybody loves the most, you know? Yeah. But uh even that it was just some cheap ass Halloween decoration I had <laughs> laying around. And then I had to make a coffin. So I just duct taped some cardboard together really quick. I was like, I don't fucking know. It looks like a coffin. <laughs> you know, so I just threw some shit <laughs> in a ragged ass cardboard box <laughs> that I taped together and then painted it. You know, oh. like there wasn't really a, a big premise behind it. It was just like, ah, I got paint sitting here and I have this coffin shaped thing. So I yeah. guess we'll just make it looked like a box holding yeah. shit because it came in a box. Yeah, to tattooers, I'm like, I do a podcast with this dude who's a really good artist. They're like, yeah. I'm like, now here, check this out. And I'll show them that and they wet themselves every time. And I'm like, dude, it's not <laughs> it's not that hard what he did. He just did it really, really well. They're like, no, you have no idea. I'm like, all right. Thank you for fucking mansplaining this to me. Uh <laughs> i'll let you talk to him and let you explain exactly what was going on in his fucking head with this shit it was pretty yeah. months tell me how hard it was for me to do it yeah you tell you tell brian how hard it was we'll let you build <laughs> his fucking mythos you know you, you can be like the fucking iliad in the odyssey by the time you fucking retire this is great right <laughs> um, no golly like people that have actually like been able to see me painting know that it's just hours of me going why the fuck am i doing this stupid <laughs> shit <laughs> you know like just driving myself crazy oh the 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 one stuff that you do that i always freak out over is when you do monochrome blacks and grays paintings that is dude that's fucking really hard to do that's really hard to do there's no you can't you can't it's mask fun. it you know, you can't you can't just be like, ah, yeah, right. Like you can't you can't do that with that. Monochrome's fucking I like, hard. I like that you say that because like <laughs> I have a shit ton of these just black and white paintings sitting here. And Cassie's like, Are you even done with those? Like, aren't you putting color in them? <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's the test, right? If you have if you have two aspects of a medium, that's it. All you have is light and dark right? You have a reflection and absorption. That's it. And you try to do something that is acceptable or can reference back to something that's realistic. That is, that is the most basic fucking test uh, of you, in my opinion, as an artist, right? If you can pull that off, that's fucked. That's hard. I do. I've tried doing monochrome, like acrylic paintings. I didn't know acrylics just stupid trying to do it with anyways. <clears throat> I was like, man, this is really hard. <laughs> I don't have the patience for this shit. And you'll come out and you'll do something. You're like, yeah, that's fine. Check out my sketch, by the way. <laughs> Fuck off. Do some crap. <laughs> Those ones, dude, I've seen like two, I think like two that you posted or something in like the, the past bit. I was like, those are really good. <clears throat> so <clears throat> from fanboy on the science side to you as an artist. Off clap. <laughs> Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> oh shit. Have I shared my um my image for our well, I don't think either of us have traded our our, our line work for the competition with each other, have you? <clears throat> Why would we trade line work? 
Oh, we're just going to do it straight up. Just finished product done. You lost me at trade line work. No, no, it's just like, oh, I want to show you what I think I'm doing. You know? Oh, well, then, yeah, show, send me a picture. Okay. <laughs> like, I, was, I was picturing us, like, for some reason, we have to switch <laughs> now and get to each other's design. Like, Dude. This is getting weird. Hey, wait, okay, so this one, we should do that. Next one, we should do the other. That'd actually be kind of fun. <clears throat> Force each other to draw or yeah. tattoo <clears throat> what each other's each other drew. Yeah. That'd actually be kind of fun. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be. Because, like, <clears throat> we've already been through the basic rope process where, like, we approached the same fucking design the same way, and we ended up at the... Brian and I got a tattoo that walked into Scarlet Veil three years ago or some shit. <clears throat> Something like that. We're sitting down. We both did the tattoo. There was no check-in. There was no nothing. Oh. We both did it. At the time the tattoo was finished, we finished it exactly the same time. And it was the same fucking tattoo. And then we checked it. <clears throat> we was the same grouping, same colors, same fucking this, same that. Everything was the exact same. And it was like kismet. <clears throat> it fucking actually freaked Magic. me out a little bit. Yeah, it was. It was like, well, I guess you know how to tattoo. <laughs> That's like the most basic thing. It's like, well, all right. <laughs> I'll qualify you through my experience. I'm I'm having a a, a juice and iced water, too, because I'm so tired today. I'm so tired. I'm a little bit drunk too, but I'm so tired. That double cover up fucking killed me last night. Oh, it did. I don't think Cassie got home till like one o'clock in the morning last night. She was there picking up everything after the mountain bike festival. I still because like you talk you talk some shit about it on one of the shows. You're like, that's so fucking stupid. And then you went and did it. And I'm like <laughs> I just just the idea that people are like so they're going to go out mountain biking but they want to get tattooed in the middle of <laughs> an event for mountain biking? <laughs> Arkansas's got but kind of like some lax legislation. Cassie and Brooke were all about it. So they were Cassie and oh. Brooke were just like, oh, we gotta go do it. It's gonna be so much fun and all this and that and the other. I was like, it's gonna be tattooing outside in a tent. Yeah. <clears throat> with a bunch of mountain bikers getting shit faced and ruining their tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <laughs> do they do any work out there too? Are they busy? Oh yeah. Brooke was busy pretty much. The whole time it was fucking nuts. Like, uh, me and Cassie went out there before everything actually got started, and uh, we're just finishing up some odds and ends on the booth, right? And as we're just standing there trying to adjust some shit in the booth, there's like thirty fucking people that just crowded the front of the tent, and they were just like, "Oh, we're all wanting tattoos, blah blah blah." Like everybody's talking all at once and shit. Oh, we were just like, gosh. "Guys, it's not even open yet." Poor <laughs> you know, like. She got a fucking firsthand uh, experience in a real tattoo environment. She yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she's not ready to fucking, well, it's, you know. It's funny because this is like the first time she's ever done shit like this. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, way to throw you to the wolves there. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone inside the industry, if you've been tattooing longer than maybe 10 years. You have a, a time 
where if you came up and you had to work through, there's always all those different shops, right? You have the, the street shop, the flash shop, you know, like mid-end shop, high-end shop, custom art shop, and fucking whatever, right? Yeah, when you like got in there, you came in one day and you looked at the front door and there was a hundred people standing outside. <laughs> right. And, and you go, ah, fuck. And it was just like, how are you going to deal with this? It's such a unique experience, man. Like that, <clears throat> that part of tattooing, I think is slowly fading away. You know, it's not there anymore. Take. You know, why well, you get a Friday the yeah, 13th, it used to be... you can still do it and shit, but well, like that Friday the 13th thing used to be really cool. Cause it wasn't every fucking Friday the 13th, no. you know, it'd be like <clears throat> one Friday the 13th out of the year. Yeah. It would happen. And then when that shit happened, there was like 300 people at the door. You know, it like was everybody was just stoked. not okay. Yeah. <clears throat> right. You know, so luckily that's become boring now because everybody does it every single Friday the 13th and you got every shop and town fucking <clears throat> doing it. So like you might have 20 people at your shop. You it's know, not like the it doesn't same. make any money. It doesn't do anything. No, it, it's a, it's a good gift. Like we used to do it so we would give back to the people who frequented the shop. You know, it wasn't just right. a trend, like whatever. It was a promo night, basically. <clears throat> you're not going to make any money. You'll break even, maybe. <clears throat> but you're going to work hard. Right. <clears throat> and now it's, yeah, it is. It actually has kind of come become uh, a bit passe, doesn't it? It's just like, you do Friday the 13th? Oh, you charge $13? <laughs> we charge 31 <laughs> It's like, what the right. fuck? Who gives a fuck? <clears throat> I have made some money on those events too, but I like I'm like us, like we're seasoned. Okay. The most tattoos, and I, I've held a record for a little while, so I'm willing to throw this on the fucking line on this one. <clears throat> the most tattoos you've ever done in a single day. It'd have to be like 40 to 50. Hmm. Uh it was a fucking 2000 and 11 maybe we did a a cancer ribbon benefit event thing oh and we right actually on. had like three thousand people come to the shop oh yeah that's a marathon fuck yeah, yeah bro it was, yeah it's insane yeah. so we had we had the tattoo artists and then we had a team of people that were setting up and breaking down trays so the tattoo artists barely had time to like go from one tattoo to the next tattoo. Yeah, so, yeah. so a group of people put stencils on everybody. A group of people wrote down trays and set up trays. And then the tattoo artist just had to sit there and fucking tattoo. Yeah. Head down, tattoo. Yeah. That's fucking cool. So my record right now is in an eight-hour period. Eight hours. I did setup, breakdown, and tattoo placement with stencil by myself. I did 39 tattoos. <laughs> it's rough wait wait and not all of them were friday the 13th size tattoos i did 12 hand size tattoos mm. what's that uh fucking... fucking owner shit yeah i would love to hear if anyone who listened to this show could beat that because like literally that is nearly fucking impossible there is no fucking that's way anymore. fucking what's his name uh holds the record for like the most tattoos done in a day or oh, some I shit fucking, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but it's like 
300 fucking tattoos or something psychotic, ridiculous, but they're all like one no, millimeter. One fucking, mil. It, it, they're, they're four lines. Just tattoos. tiny little smiley face or Five something. Five line tattoos. It's fucking super simple. Yeah, no. Dude, I was doing like like whole chest panels, shoulder caps, fucking one quarter forearms and stuff. Fucking mob and the whole thing. My machine was set to 13 coil and I was just gone. I was I was an obsessed. I was gonna man. say these are numbers that came before or the rotary. Of rotary. <laughs> <laughs> there is no dude. If I try to do this with a rotary, there's no fucking way. I could do like eight. You know, no way, <laughs> no fucking way. I'd slap a nine round on. I crank that motherfucker up to thirteen volts and just say pray, and then people be like, "What?" And I just I would lean on them arm on an armrest and i would put all of my body weight onto one elbow at their elbow crook and just fucking go all right we're done go and i'd be fucking breaking down hi what's your name how are how are you doing oh that's so fantastic why are you here today how long you've been waiting that's fantastic or i'm setting up again and have all my shit laid out in a row be like bags caps bands fucking grommets right dental bibs Fucking vastly slapped down two caps, fucking rinsed, of course, because they're in my tumbler. <clears throat> Ink in, arm down, fucking stencil stuff, stencil. All right. Hi, I love you so much. Let's go. <sighs> and just fucking get it done. All right. Well, have a nice day. Next. And just fucking go. Yeah. I was thinking back to that, uh, the cancer ribbon tattoo <laughs> marathon thing. It's and like, horrible. Like, at the time, you know, there's a lot of shit going on that you're not thinking about because you're just thinking about tattooing these people, right? But Dude, like, yeah. There there was also like two people whose sole job was to make sure that that autoclave didn't explode and kill everyone. Oh, God. <laughs> you know? So like, the autoclave was running the entire day. The entire sterilizing time. constantly. You got you know, like just oh, thinking about that scenario. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> That's fucking wild. The dude who's in full PPE with the fucking face mask just scrubbing fucking three five-liner tubes. <laughs> it's like, go, Jimmy! We're going to be here for a while! It's just like, oh, my God! If any of these... If you ever put a needle into a fucking steel tube and you get that, that fucking bucket of ink that falls out on stuff and you've got to break down everything, re-sterilize and fucking set up again, oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine that during a Friday the 13th? Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I've done that like I think it's like three times in my career. I've taken a, a liner tube. I'm like talking to somebody like, hi, yeah, I'm gonna do your tattoo. And you just like push that needle through the fucking tip and it goes and there's like a shit of ink that comes out. And you just pause and you look at them, you lock eyes. And they, you both know just what happened. And you know it's not okay. Yeah, two choices. One, fuck it, it's okay. It's probably Sterlink anyways. Or two, oh my god, that's disgusting. I need to go kill someone right now. I always chose the latter. <clears throat> I know two people. <laughs> if they listen to the show, they're going to know what I'm talking about. That didn't. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> You're like looking across the shop and somebody's setting up to talk and they fucking feed that needle through that tube tip and then that fucking bung falls out. It's just all like black and brown and yellow and green and fucking purple and that's someone else's <laughs> disease. You know? <laughs> and they're like, ah, it's fine. 
<laughs> what the autoclaves for? It, it, got, it got hot. It got hot. It's fine. Oh my god. Uh, oh. Oh my god. I can't handle that actually. That's super funny. I remember this one guy, he was such a piece of shit. He did it. I was like, uh, what are you doing? He's like, I'm tattooing. And I'm like, but maybe you should think about setting up again. And he's like, no. Oh my God. Well, uh, some bunch of skeezy pirates. Oh, dude, totally. That's the entire I, life. When I think I back, if I think back to t- the older tattoo artists that I knew before we became old tattoo artists, uh, everybody that I think of is essentially just a pirate. You know, just foul mouthed, mm. drunk ass heathens doing whatever the fuck they want. Oh my God. You know, like, yeah. It was a band of merry pirates. You ever heard Tuttle like, Talk? Did you ever hear Tuttle talk? Oh, yeah. oh my god, dude. Whoa. So if we were to think about what's PC now. <laughs> <laughs> Lyle Tuttle. I met him like 2013 or 14. And when he was doing the fucking the the tattoos. I think it was like right before he fucking passed away. When he was doing he was just signing his name and it looked like oh my god, like the dude at Parkinson's, man, it wasn't good. He was like, 120 bucks! And he just, like, fucking spell Lyle on your arm, so you had that shit. The stuff he you said... You have this weird thing where you always think that people died way sooner than they died. Oh. <laughs> like, Lyle Tuttle didn't die until, like, three years ago. Oh, he didn't? No, he, dude, he <laughs> looked like death when I seen him. Wait. Oh, that, my God. That cool white hair. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Right. And he Hanging was out, still there. making the hot chicks sitting on his lap while he's telling stories. Oh my god, dude, that was <laughs> so fucked up. Like, I, I honestly was like really uncomfortable meeting him. I'm like, this guy's a tattoo god. Like, he's the dude that, like, this, this is America, you know. Ugh. And he just, uh, hang on, getting me all bothered. And this is a time where we're gonna have a talk from our sponsors. Oh my god, I'm so drunk. <clears throat> so a few things that have actually come up this week. We've had some questions. Oh, good. And I always like to end on these things because I think it's fun, especially getting like Dr. Brian shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you still got your placard, bro? Yeah, it's on my uh my toolbox at the tattoo shop. So when people walk in, they can see it. Not to sound too weird, but someone was just like knocking on my fucking garage door. <laughs> I was literally just sitting here thinking, I bet he's got some meth head scratching at the door. <laughs> yep. Welcome to Portland. Um, dude, placard in hands. Things are moving forward. I have. I don't think I can actually send you this video clip or not, but I've had a question from Jesse. And he has sent uh, a video of him tattooing and he said, like, what am I doing wrong? Let me see if I can actually, like, <laughs> let me see if I can put this up here so you can you can see. Anyways, just send the tattoo that he was doing and he's scrub shade. 
literally less than a second, wipes the quick. Scrub, wipe, scrub, wipe. The dude was spending twice as long wiping and cleaning off the tattoo uh, rather than actually doing the work. Yeah, that's fun. So, Dr. Brian, <laughs> how long should you keep a needle on skin when you're working? I mean, that's entirely circumstantial. And what is that based off of? How should we know when we've run a long enough line or we've shaded enough? Um, essentially, when you naturally run out of ink. That's right. You know, like imagine like you have an ink well, right? And when you go to put it to skin, some of the ink's coming out while you're working, right? When you pick your inkwell up, you lost a large percentage of the ink because it's now just sitting there in a big puddle on the skin, right? <laughs> so if you're wiping that off and going back to the tattoo, and like, let's say you didn't dip, yeah, then you're working with even less ink. So the next time you pick your hand up and wipe that off, you're wiping off more ink than you're actually tattooing into the skin. It's fucking funny, right? right? Yeah, like it doesn't. It's counterproductive to just continue to wipe shit off. And you take that ink ball that you got and you scrub that motherfucker in as long as you can until you're sure that you're starting to get right. a decreased fucking return on whatever this ink investment is. Simple, right? I yeah. don't understand yeah. that. Have you seen that before, where people like do like a quarter of an inch of a line and wipe? And a quarter. Of oh an yeah, inch I of see it all the wipe. time on Instagram. Uh. <laughs> I don't understand the premise and essentially it reads as i don't really know what i'm doing but i'm figuring it out <laughs> mm. i want to watch every second of what i'm doing this can't be dirty which i've never understood that like 90 percent of what we do when we're doing filling color lining shading etc blends we don't know what's there we have a photographic image in our brain that lets us know why we're doing what we're doing, right? Right. When you start running the line, there's a bead in front of it. You actually don't know where that line is. You're guessing the whole way. Uh, uh, stencil is an approximation for what you should do. It's not the same. You're not doing rote application here. You're getting it as close to the stencil as you can when you put on a stencil. Same with the shading, same with the colors, same with the blending, same with everything, right? Like everything has to be close. It's not 2D. It's not fucking procreate. I would slightly disagree with that, but just because, I mean, I'm creatively anal retentive about yeah. certain aspects of tattooing. So like, if I miss my line, I'll have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when you're running your lines, you memorize where the line should be before you get there. Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's the idea of, like, you've drawn it 10 times before you're going to tattoo it anyway. That mm -hmm. that image is brained into, you know, it's burnt into your brain. Yeah. So, like, if, if you can't just hit your line, you know, like, there's an issue there. Either Absolutely. you're stealing somebody else's artwork or you have no idea what you're doing. Exactly. But it really shouldn't be hard to, you know, like, if you got your needle to the skin... Then you should be able to follow the rest of that line. Mm. Fine. One of the other things I noticed with Jess's video is that his needle 
and I'm holding this up in front of the video. So if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. But if you're not, then you won't. Dude, his fucking uh, machine was set like this. I'm holding up a cigarette. It's roughly about like 30 degrees off the skin. Super shallow. We call it like 25. Yeah, <laughs> super shallow. He's basically like he's skipping along the top of the surface of the skin, right? It's not. Yeah, right. But it's not making contact. Machine should be uh, right here. All the right. grouping that you're going to use with a liner versus a shader is going to be different. Liners, the smaller that they get, the steeper that the angle should be. And the more yardage you should see coming out of the needle tip. That's fine. I'm so drunk. This is fun. <clears throat> what do you use? Jesus Christ, man. I know. Sorry. I'm down, uh, Frank. <laughs> we're using a mag or a shader needle. Here you do the opposite, right? The larger that the grouping gets, the more you're going to have to start tipping it back to be able to get penetration of the skin. Because if it's really big, if you're using a 23 or above and you have it at 90 degrees, like perpendicular to the fucking skin, it's going to bounce. It's never going to get that fucking... It's never going to enter the skin. It's going to be topical. You got to tip that shit back. So when you're pushing the skin, you're actually going to be forcing the skin to kind of like wave up and shove back against it as it's hitting into it, right? You got a four mag four flat, you can have that motherfucker damn near 90 and it'll run fine. The more needles, the deeper that fucking angle, more shallow off the skin, in my opinion. If I'm using a 35, that motherfucker is damn near parallel. <laughs> my throw is like <laughs> five mil, like it's fucked, right? I'm just like scrubbing it in the skin. I'm treating it like shit. Look at the fuck. Mm. Cassie's here. What's up, Cassie? I don't even know what that is. I think it's just a TV really loud. <laughs> oh, golly. Hang on. We actually have a couple of questions came out on the uh the better tattooing uh YouTube channel. And one of them that we got actually was pretty good, dude. It was pretty good. And I wanted to ask you this. Uh, I already wrote a response, but I, I wanted to know what you had thought in response no, to this. just send them to boot camp and call it a day. <laughs> this one, this one's kind of fun. So it's it's chemistry based, and I figured I'm this fine. may act, this may actually pique your interest. Okay, for years I've made all my white using air quote national white uh, pigment. I'm trying to figure out the composition of what national white pigment is. I've been blending some food grade TiO2 and zinc oxide in various ratios, trying to arrive at something that's close to national's formula. So far, without what I would consider a complete success, my liquid mix... <laughs> that is a, that's either TV or Cassie. It's hilarious. Um, my liquid mix isn't going in the same vibrance that I want. Is there any way that you could tell me what a good mix between TiO2 and other ingredients would be to achieve the optimal white? What does he mean by vibrance? So I think like, that the are you saying that your white ink looks gray? Mm -hmm. I think that that's actually what it comes out as. Yeah. Which I had responded. I said, like, did you use using way too much zinc oxide, right? It's, it's, thermal kinetic 
right? So like the, the more heat it gets, the more it changes color. Like zinc oxide, when we put into the skin, it can look white new, but as soon as the body actually starts to heat it up, it slowly starts turning gray to brown. That's just what happens, right? So the greater amount of zinc oxide that you get, usually the duller your tone is going to be in the future, which is why we had seen like in the early aughts, that browning effect happen with a lot of the whites that we have, which is kind of fun, you know? Plus, like, what are his, what's his solution? What's his carrying solution? What's, no. what's it? There's so much shit that can go into it. Like, what are you not explaining? What are you leaving out, buddy? How much vodka did you pour? <laughs> how you disperse the solution is going to influence how it goes into the skin, right? That's simple. okay. Look, just, just whatever you're doing at home, stop doing it and <laughs> try this out for a second. Yeah. Just go to whatever natural market or just general store you can go to and get a bottle of Dr. Bronner's castle soap. Right. Mm. And what you're going to do is make your solution 10% of that castle soap. Let's call it 70% vodka and then add some TIO2 to it. Yep. Shake, apply. Right. Shake well, tattoo Shake. it, see what happens. Yep. That's some or absolutely dirty don't follow shit. this advice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, yeah, no, I, that's fucking that dude. Like, literally, that was exactly what I had said. I said, like, you just need to like watch out where you're getting your sources from. Blah, blah, blah. And it comes down to like the size dispersion part. The food grade TIO2 doesn't mean shit. Right. It doesn't. How big are the particles? You know, how long have they been running the tumbler? All this stuff. You can take this and you can, if your dispersion is good, realistically, you should be able to carry enough pigment particles, regardless of their size, to the skin that will be able to make the fucking colors stand out. Right. It doesn't matter. And like your dirty fucking your dirty carrier fluid mix is like legit genius. I love that. It's so fucking funny. It's just like, no, like you don't need to worry about all this stuff. Like, listen, <laughs> it needs to be sterile. <laughs> it needs to have a biocytelation right. in it. And it needs to be thin enough that you can put that shit in based on how fucking hard that you're tattooing, which is fucking great. I told him <clears throat> as well. There's a different chemical that's in this product that he doesn't know about. This is something that Dr. John uh, talked about before, which is barium sulfate. Right. <laughs> uh, Tony Weichelis had said, he posted something. I don't know if you've seen it or not. And he's like, oh, me telling my friends to use zinc white oxide, you know, in, in my paint. And they're like, oh, I don't know any fucking thing about anything. And I wanted to write into him and say, like, well, what about barium sulfate? Have you heard about the, the Vantablack stuff? Yeah. Vantablack, the most absorbent black, 99.8% of all light is absorbed by this color. So they made a, a composite white that reflected 
as much as Vanta Black. Do you know what it was made out of? I think say barium sulfate. That's it. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. So they took it and they ground it down to such a fine particulate nanodispersion that was actually able to reflect up to nearly 99.5% of all light that's coming into Because what's white, right? It's just reflecting. It's reflecting all the bands of light that we can possibly see. Plus, right? <clears throat> and this is something that I think is like missing in a lot of pigment chemistry now. Is like <laughs> when we start seeing barium sulfate added into it, why is it there? It's there because it acts as a reflective agent. It makes things look brighter, right? So it adds to that vividity. Is that the great word i don't know <clears throat> if we add it to it it makes things reflect more so we're seeing more shit bounce off and this is something that you had said in the previous episode about doing realism what is realism we're looking at where light is hitting and how much of it is reflecting off right right the more it's going to reflect off the more we can create that illusion of height inside of an image so we're using barium sulfate and you add it to a color, it's not only going to make it look brighter, but it's going to make it look lighter. You know? So I said, hey, check out some Sun Pharmaceuticals and Chemical Company and see if you can find some of the TiO2 barium sulfate white mix, which is fucking stupid. Mm. But I think that'd be actually something pretty fun to play around with. If we're making pigments nowadays the, the, the world is coming to an end and we got to make our own shit how much and this this is a dr brian question actually for me like how much do you think that like that reflective property would actually be really key in trying to make like a, a decent color inside the skin like how much would you want to as an artist how strong would you require that to be to, to to make some of the images that like, especially you do when you're tattooing, you know? So th this is like a half and half sort of scenario. Like technically I wouldn't want all my colors to be super vibrant or reflective. Like yeah. any matte color, muted color, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't really want them super reflective. Right. Like reflection would be for like your absolute brightest greens, lime greens, strong yellows, uh, shit like that. And a lot less for more of your like primary colors and darker tones from there going forward. Mm. Um, and realistically, all you're combating is the prismatic effect of your own skin at that point. It's a, uh, when you look at your veins under your skin, right, and we see the color blue, our blood is not fucking blue. <laughs> you know, like that, that like thing that all kids believe, they think that their blood's blue until it comes out and it turns red. That's not what's happening. Your blood is red under your skin, but a prismatic effect happens because of your skin, and it actually changes the color that you see. So you're seeing blue because your skin That's fucked absorbing. up all the light that was coming through exactly right yeah so you really wanted to like think about that advantage with tattooing at the same time as as well as trying to make the the light reflect back through the skin so mm -hmm. like only your brightest should have absolutely like reflective property and then anything 
following below those shouldn't really be reflective. They should stand at their color in the skin or get darker as, you know, the tattoo heals. Yeah. That's a really if that good makes answer, sense. Dude. No, that totally dude, that's that's fucking that's really good. I like that. I actually learned something a little bit about that because I was trying to think about like decreasing amounts of that reflectivity, right? Like moving through the skin as it as it as it gets to a deeper tone. But like I think that there actually is only a point in time where if you're going to be using that specific substrate, where it's going to come in handy. Because like when do you need that maximum reflectivity? So I can think of two times where it may come in handy. If we have light entering and maybe it's moving through those pigments, refracting through it, and it's filtering the light at a specific wavelength to bounce off of red or blue and make it look brighter than it really is. That would be great <laughs> if it were a painting, but if it's a tattoo, you're still going to be getting that filtering effect of like the skin's natural pigment, right? Like where it's absorbing a specific wavelength of fucking light where it's not going to allow certain stuff through. So it's going to be so specific to the individual and their skin tone that it's almost a hit and miss. Like you're going to need so many different mixes of each individual color based on the individual for it to have the same type of effect that it seems almost ludicrous, which I mean, probably right. is the essentially, best way to tattoo. Like <laughs> that's what we look at when we're looking at tattoo ink anyway. Like if you're shopping around for tattoo ink and shit like that, we have to understand the idea that like, this is a market-friendly device. It's yeah. meant for every type of skin tone, not just crystal clear white skin. Yeah, you know, so yeah. we're never gonna find like the perfect color that works every single time. Yeah. It's it's not possible. You know, now, at least uh, as the way stuff is set up now. Yeah, it would be really neat if we could, but I mean, that'll never fucking happen. <laughs> Like we know yeah, exactly the, the what the prices on shit on would be so drastically oh, high. Oh god, it'd be crazy. Everything would just get fucking insane. Yeah, we could quadruple the fucking cost of pigments easy. Like I can get a two ounce bottle now for thirty five bucks, roughly, with right. the brand that I use. And I easily, if it was like matched to a specific skin tone or ethnicity or age, oh, it is a hundred two two hundred bucks a bottle, right? It's, it's so when we're applying it, like what we're trying to do is we're trying to understand as an artist, the product that we're using and we make an assumption based on that, what will happen when we put it into skin type X, Y, or Z. And that's where like education and experience comes in, right? Like, it's not just like, this is going to work perfect on everyone, regardless of their skin tone. No. If there are these products that are inside of it that are going to increase luminosity or vibrancy, are they going to work in someone who has super dark skin or medium tone skin? Or maybe they absorb, you know, more of a red tone versus a fucking uh, violet tone or, or anywhere in between. The experience inside the tattooing, I think, like really plays a lot towards that, right? It's like understanding even empathetically like maybe you haven't plotted all this shit out but where you sit down you look at someone's skin you're like i know that this fucking mint green is not going to work in this person's skin because and we could actually extrapolate off that they absorb this wavelength of light more because their ancestry is like this because this 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 i know i can't use that color because it's going to look like shit oh. then what do you use instead 
You That's... just take that same color and add white. Because <laughs> <laughs> what is white? I think of this is a big thing that maybe a lot of tattooers don't think about. Like when they're thinking about colors, they look at a color and they think of like a fucking crayon, right? Which is stupid. <laughs> We're not putting something on top of something that you can look at. We're putting something in something that you have to look at through a filter. And that's that's way different. <clears throat> you can't you can't think about this like as you can't conflate it with drawing or painting or fucking sketching or using your iPad. It's not the same thing, right? Yeah, I mean, realistically, if you were to think about the amount of things that's going to affect how that color looks, like from the starting point, like a macrophage encapsulates that tattoo ink. So now we have to see the white being refracted through this fucking microorganism, right? Yeah. Outside of that, there's a whole atmosphere of shit going on, right? Yeah. And that's just one layer of shit. <laughs> then we have another layer of shit above that. And there's yep. five other layers of shit above that. You know, like there's a lot of shit going on that light just has to travel through. You yeah. know, like it doesn't make a huge impact on us when we just look at our fucking arm. But yep. there's a whole fucking universe of shit happening between you and the tattoo ink that's yeah. in the sun, that's in the skin. It's fucking yeah. crazy. It's crazy, man. I think that's the biggest thing is like maybe maybe as tattooers we're taught to look at things in more of a topical manner. Like we look at skin like paper or canvas, you know, especially the younger folk <clears throat> that are in the industry right now. And they don't understand that this is not it's not a it's it doesn't equate like a canvas and a human are not <laughs> they're not the same fucking right. thing, right? And everyone's fucking different. When you're good at what you do. You can understand those small variances. And I think that's like maybe the thing that comes biggest with experience is like finding and understanding and identifying those, those minute, the minutia of the skin, age, lifestyle, genetics, all these other things that can like come into play when you're thinking about trying to apply a tattoo where you can identify something, you go, okay, I know that this won't fucking work. So I'll do X. But if you only been tattooing a year, <laughs> it's just, right? There's no fucking way you've had that. Like, we've been tattooing twenty years. Like, there's no fucking way the amount of like I I I we did the math. And I was thinking about how many people I've shaved in twenty years. Yeah, that's fucking frightening. How many fucking legs, arms, armpits, fucking geishas, goddamn groinal areas, goddamn, you know, chests, necks, fucking everything I've shaved in 20 years is absurd. Like supercuts can suck my fucking taint. Like they have nothing on me. I am not only a professional tattooer, but also a professional hair remover. So, like thinking about that, like when you're identifying a skin tone, you're going to the prep to even like lay your stencil. There's so much that goes into that. That that's all that that positive feedback where you're being presented with so much information, and you're like thinking about this. Like when I'm getting ready to do this tattoo, I am looking at this person as an individual that should have an influence on how I'm gonna approach it with my fucking colors or grays or whatever, right? 
Look. Sorry, I got fucking really prophetic there. Hail Bob. <laughs> it bothers nice. me. It bothers me. I've had people saying, like, well, I've been tattooing for three years and I know what to do. Like, well, <laughs> you have a good idea. Good idea. <laughs> you know, but three years from now, you're going to be sitting there going, wow, I was such a fucking idiot. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. Because <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. You know, like the longer that that's you're like, um, yeah. like, let's say you're about to get into a tattoo and you can really easily do this tattoo in one session. It'll probably be four or five hours, right? Um, you're going to do a little bit of black work. And then what you're going to start doing from that point is mixing your inks with your blacks and tattooing it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when that heals, it'll look okay, but it won't look as rich as it could if you did all of your black and gray shading for that tattoo in one session, let it heal and then went back over top of it with color. Right. Like these things are just very slightly different, but make huge impacts in the way that the tattoo looks further on down the road. You know, like every small little thing is a huge impact because once again, when we're thinking about what a tattoo is, we're picturing this epic universe of shit going on inside this little four by four inch of skin, you know, like it's, it's really crazy. What all that, like, if we just make some intelligent decisions, we can control a lot of what's going to happen as far yeah. as this tattoo goes. Yep. There's a lot of it that's still out of our control, but there's a lot that we can control th- through experience. 1090. And it literally does come down to that, right? Like the, the positive and beneficial choices you're going to make are going to be focused on experience because you've made mistakes before and you know, fuck, I shouldn't do that. Like that, I think that's one of the, the hardest things about tattooing that I think people don't. And I'd love to have your take on this as well, where people aren't trained for is that you are going to fuck up way more than you're going to succeed. And you got to charge your client for that. Hey, you know, that's, that's the number one thing I tell everybody that's pretty much ever worked for me or, you know, even with me is uh, you're just going to fuck it up. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Try your best, fuck it up, learn from it, move on. You know, yeah. people assert you like you're fucking crazy, but that's the reality of it. Like it's, it's just a tattoo. It's a mistake that you're prepared to make. You know, and oh. you're just gonna keep repeating this process until that is like, such the a end of God fucking days. Damn good fucking thing. That's a swag bit. We're fucking up. <laughs> We're okay with it, dude. That's tattooing to a fucking T. Every tattoo that you do, you have to know you could do it better if you did it again. Right. That's all it is. You're just doing something to literally learn from it to do it again. Yep. Like over and over and over a thousand fucking times in a row. That's tattooing. That's why it takes so fucking long to get anywhere in tattooing. Yeah. Right. Because even though you think you have a great idea as to what you're doing, you have no no idea. idea. (laughs) We've been doing this 20 years and like the longer that I've been doing it, the more I know, I don't know literally every day and it took me it took me fucking 15 years until i got like i have no clue what i'm doing you know where i could admit that and be like i nope, i i don't know 
because everyone is so different and every lifestyle is different. Every skin is different. Their aftercare is different and their fucking healing is different and their ages. There's so many variables going into this. It's crisis management, like every fucking tattoo, every tattoo. Well, that's like, no matter what, no matter who your favorite tattoo artist is, none of that shit, go to their Instagram pot scroll all the way down to the bottom and see the first fucking picture they posted and then see the newest picture they fucking posted. It doesn't give a fuck who that person was. That first picture is going to suck dick compared to that <laughs> new picture that they just posted last week, you know? And there's a uh, fucking reason is no matter who they are, you know, yeah. they, they're doing exactly that. They're doing a tattoo. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They're learning from that tattoo. They have an idea as to what they think they're doing, yep. but they're constantly learning from their own experience, whether they like it or not. You yeah. know, and the best are the ones who learn the quickest. Like like you with, and I I think I've said this before a couple shows before, when you were confronted with a problem and something that didn't heal outright or something didn't look right when it came back, you tried something different, and when it worked, you never tested that fucking theorem again <laughs> like that was it it wasn't like well why did this work no it fucking worked suck a dick this is it and you just ran with it even that you know like uh if i tattooed somebody and i put some weird colors together and shit went awry or something and you know saw it healed i would literally troubleshoot that shit on my own leg yeah like all right i'm just gonna stack these fucking <laughs> colors together and see what happens and that way like I yep. can fuck with it, you know, in my free time and see what's going to work better. Oh, you know, dude. Like, yeah. There's, yep. there's ways to get around things. Dude, do you remember how Typically, many times you tried to figure out like using like, self-harm needle drift, right? Like when you're like figuring out, trying to figure out angles, when you're doing like fine line stuff, how many fucking times I do I tattooed myself five times in my thighs trying to figure out like how, how far down should my needle be in relation to my machine speed? to try and figure out how to make a clean line that actually looked well, like a year out. You're like, I do a line, but I'd have my fucking tube set so far down, such a narrow angle off the skin, that it would blow out like hard left or hard right, depending on where my hand was in relation to the line I was running. I'm like, why is this happening? Like, it looks fine when it's done. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to hit my knee. <laughs> right. fucking brrr, just throw some stupid fucking design in there. Wait five months and look and be like, oh, that's not right. All right, try it again. I'm going to go over the same fucking design. I'm going to try something else. I try something else. There's like three years worth of fucking back work to try and come up with like, oh, this is why what happened happened. Fuck. I have been tattooing like, um... like this for three years. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like the difference between using like thin tattoo ink or extra thick tattoo ink. Yeah. You know, like if you don't have experience with that, you're going to use both tattoo inks the same way. One's going to heal okay. One's, One's going to heal with very little saturation whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like your thick tattoo ink has to be diluted while you're using it. Yep. You know, you can't just use that shit thick as fucking mustard and call it a day. It doesn't work. Who was it? Uh, Back in the day, it was stable. Do you remember stable pigments? I think Soba Workhorse made them. Do you remember those? Yeah. It was all vegan, vegetable based, and all that stuff. Those things were like 
fucking tapioca. They were so thick. <laughs> or the first time I used like their deep blue, or I went and I grabbed like a, I think it was like a seven mag or something. I was like filling in some water shit. Like ran into the skin. And I lifted up and fucking nothing had gone to the skin. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and I tried the same hand technique again. Ran into the skin and I came up and it's just bleeding. I'm like, oh my God. I don't know how to tattoo. Crisis, crisis, crisis. Panic, 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 panic. Hands in the air. I'm fucking losing my fucking mind. I'm looking at the person going, don't worry, this is fine. But it was just like, everything was bad. And then you start thinking like, well, why? And that's, that's so hard to train. I think it's just like, on my side, I know panic led to 90% of my education. <laughs> Like panic, like, like unadulterated fucking terror that what I was doing was going to fuck up. And I was thinking about like a surgeon, you know, I'm going into a brain. Let's see what the fuck happens. And you touch something and someone's leg flips up. You're like, whoopsie. And you're just like, I can only do that like one more time. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to fuck this person up for life, you know? And you got to adapt. The funny thing is, is like with me, especially because I was always testing stuff, I I had years, dude, where I would be like trying to figure something out and it was not good. And I would have a year of bad work. Like it wasn't, it just so it wasn't air quote, it wasn't bad, right? But it wasn't okay. It wasn't good. You know, it was at that borderline between acceptable, <laughs> right? And maybe you shouldn't be doing this shit. And it was just like hard because it was just like education, education, education. I'm like, why am I not figuring this out? And you're trying everything. Machine speed, different type of machine, different type of needles, different type of fucking pigment, different hand speed, different hand position, different skin stretch, different fucking client, different age, different this. And you're like, fuck, I have no goddamn fucking clue what I'm doing. And after you fucked up so many goddamn times, you understand what you're doing. And this is one of the things I think that we've been doing with this entire podcast is like, if you're new in this and you think you got it figured out, I'm doing a Bob Dole thumb right now, Bob Dole. Uh, <laughs> like, dude, like we've already fucking made these mistakes. You don't have right. to. You don't have to. It's, it's young tattoo artists are just like stupid ass teenagers where they think that their parents have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> instead of just realizing they're like oh wait my mom and dad were 13 at one point in time too yep. <laughs> you know so like the younger tattoo artists are also like i'm fucking great at this you don't know <laughs> what you're talking about <laughs> and you're like no oh. trust me when i was 22 i thought i was fucking great at this too yeah when i was <laughs> you know? three years in i thought i was the fucking gift of god you know we all did it you hit year three and then you get into realism and then you ride realism to year i don't know seven eight nine ten and then you start to realize that you don't actually know how to illustrate and then you go fuck and then you start illustrating but you don't know how to illustrate so you start sticking to just strict black and gray 
and they go through your black and gray and they're like, fuck, I need to get in the color. And they start getting the color and then you forget about all the realism stuff. So you start doing realism again and you go back to realism, but now you're <laughs> color realism and you're trying to figure out how to do illustrations with color and realism moving forward into this weird neo trad shit. And you know what the fuck's going on? And you go, fuck it. I'm just going to go old school. You can all suck my dick. And then you do two years in that. And then you're where we're at right fucking now where you go, I've learned a lot. I wish no one would ever have to do this themselves again. You know, <laughs> we all do it. I just wish that we wouldn't have to for our poor client's sake, you know, 250 bucks an hour in some places for someone just to at, learn. At what point is getting a tattoo no longer like a, um, personal mental benefit and more just entertaining sport <laughs> you know like, i'm gonna go get tattooed today and just see who fucks this up <laughs> that's a good one too that's fucking awesome that might be the end of the show i really like that that's fucked up actually like i know i'm, I'm drunk now but i mean i'm trying to think back to like how many times I felt insecure when I was doing my work, you know? And I, it literally wasn't until like, oh my gosh, you're fucking 13 or 14, maybe 15 when I was doing stuff. And I was like, fuck, I'm just doing a tattoo. And it was so weird. Like this, like calm came over me. And then, like, I felt that calm, and I was like, well, this isn't normal. <laughs> so then I spent a couple of years testing that. Are you sure it's just a tattoo and not a style? You know, is it just like, maybe I'm not using the right pigment or needle, you know? And I'm, like, testing that. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm literally doing a fucking process. I'm putting ink in skin. It's not being an artist. It's not anything. I'm a, I'm a tech. I'm like a fucking plumber or a drywaller or an electrician or a framer or a roofer or a fucking mechanic. I'm just doing something to achieve a desired result. And I remember, well, like, like this year specifically, like I've been doing a bunch of really fucking like disparate things, you know, like stylistically. <clears throat> but it's all come down to like, I'm just doing a tattoo. And it was weirdly calm, kind of, you know, depressing at the same time. Cause I thought that there was supposed to be more, <laughs> you reach the top of the mountain and you're like, well, this so isn't that big, you know, that's mm. always the, the thing. Right. So, um, I can't remember who the quote was by or the exact wording of the quote, but it was a, um, there's two things you should never wish on somebody is a that they could never achieve their dreams and b that they achieve their dreams because the moment you achieve them you get there and you're like fuck, fuck. was that it <laughs> was it worth the, all the the bullshit no. you know like no. the moment you achieve what you thought you were chasing yeah. It's just kind of soul crushing because there's not a parade at the end of that. <laughs> you know, no. you, you get there and nobody gives a fuck about what you just did. No, you know, it's like when, when you finally so then learn you gotta set new to goals. do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, that's, that's a Japanese mentality, right? There's, there's a constant effort and mastery and you could never achieve it regardless of your life. You have to always try to push further 
and everything you learn, make sure the next generation doesn't do it. Now we've got to move past this. There is a mountaintop. There is an apex. And once you reach it, it's not going to be what you thought because you found out you've just been walking on flat ground the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) It fucking sucks. I remember like I I was doing a a line work tattoo, just like an etching, like a drawer style, like woodblock print tattoo. And I was using, I think like a a tight three round. It was like two or three years ago. And I'm doing it. And I, I did this thing and I've been doing it for years, but I never identified it where you're, you're varying the depth in which the needle grouping is actually entering the skin, modifying the quantity of pigments that's actually being asserted. Right. And like, for the first time I noticed it, I went, fuck. I was like, I'm just making a bunch of holes in the skin. And like, as soon as that hit me, I was like, oh my God, my job is such bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is so stupid. I've spent 20 years of my fucking life, you know, trying to understand this, this mythological being, this chimera of tattooing. And it all came down to this weird epiphany, this Buddhist fucking ha ha ha. It's just a bunch of holes. And I was like, oh my God, I fucking suck so much. <laughs> Dude, you should talk to Brooke. <laughs> because like we've been sitting in the uh, middle of the tattoo shop and out of nowhere, I'd be like, how fucking stupid is it that your job is to just stab people and fucking draw cartoons? <laughs> and she, she'll just look at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, in reality, you know, like your job is pretty fucking meaningless pretty you're fucking just meaningless. poking holes in people yeah yeah dude i always <laughs> wondered that i think the tattoos are fucking cool they're amazing they're gripping like as a viewer they can evoke something like there's an aesthetic you know attached to them but getting a tattoo doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> why would you do that like it's so it's so fucking stupid like i'm gonna let you cause me pain i'm gonna cause you money for that result and i'm going to look at this for the rest of my life and it's never going to be perfect yeah no human beings we're we're fucking bizarre right like we have an inherent nature for self-harm and decoration yeah <laughs> <laughs> i want to hurt myself and i want to make myself look cooler than what it looks <laughs> <laughs> this is how humans go through life <laughs> oh my god that is the end. This is our generic outro track. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, please go give us a like, subscribe, review on any of the podcast players or platforms that you enjoy listening to us on. And uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again next week.